Hello, 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 and welcome to this, the bonus episode of today's FYI, where we're taking a look at the seven wonders. If you haven't listened to the first part, we looked at the seven ancient wonders. Well, now we're going to take a look at some natural wonders. But don't forget, they have the seven underwater wonders. They have the seven wonders of the solar system, the seven engineering marvels or wonders. That's another word I love, marvels. One of the inspirations for this show is a program I used to watch when I was a kid on the History Channel, and it's called Modern Marvels, where they would look at the pyramids, but then they would also look at how money is printed. And I just love the idea of delving into a different topic on each show. Does that sound familiar to any of you guys? Let's start off by exploring the new seven wonders, which are quite controversial. Not everybody agrees here, and I don't think everybody's always going to agree on anything. So let's take a look. We'll see if you guys agree. But as I always said, feel free to make your own list. The New Seven Wonders was an initiative that was started by a Swiss corporation in 2001. And they put together a selection of 200 existing monuments and they had people vote online. I don't know if you guys remember it. It was in 2001. And believe it or not, the Great Pyramid of Giza was the only remaining wonder of the seven ancient wonders that was not a winner. But in the end, they added it as an honorary candidate. I mean, you can put together a new list, but I believe the Pyramid at Giza stands alone just because it's the only one still remaining from the ancient list. All right, let's see what you guys think of these seven wonders, or these new seven wonders, as they're called. The first one is the Great Wall of China. You call it La Muralla, if I'm not mistaken. The Great Wall of China. And this was something that took 20 years to finish. Do you want to take a guess how long it is? Let's see if you know how long it is. How many kilometers? All right, what did you say? 10,000, 5,000, 21,196 kilometers long. It goes all throughout China. You see highlands, landscapes, plateaus, natural barriers. I mean, if you really want to see the topography of China, that's a good way to see it. But I hope you're ready to walk 21,196 kilometers. Now, I knew it was a big wall, but I did I had no idea it was that freaking long. And I think everybody will agree that it's an architectural marvel. But did you know that it is also considered the longest cemetery on earth? According to some records, over a million people died building this, and they have found human remains all along the wall. The next one is located in Jordan. I think you say Jordania. And this is Petra, another man-made marvel. It is known as the Rose City. I didn't know this because it's built out of pink sandstones. Have any of you been to these? Please let me know on Patreon if you've been to the Great Wall of China or the Pyramid, the Great Pyramid of Giza or Petra in Jordan. 
But this is not just a beautiful structure, but it's also evidence that the Middle East was very influential in the Middle Ages. And this place went unnoticed for a really long time. Pasó desapercibido. But now people flock there from all over the world. And again, I think all of these are on my bucket list. So I may not agree with these seven, but they're all places I would love to see. The Great Wall of China, Petra and Jordan. The next one is Christ the Redeemer. Christ the Redeemer located in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Now, how tall do you think this statue is? Let's see. I'm testing you guys. Your knowledge on marvels, on wonders. Christ the Redeemer is a whopping 38 meters tall. And it's a statue that I think symbolizes not just Rio, but also the country of Brazil. It was designed by Heitor da Silva Costa, and it was sculpted by a French sculptor, a guy named Paul Landowski. And we all know it's sitting atop a mountain. And one of the cool things, I think there are a couple photos of it, it's prone to getting hit by lightning. I guess it's kind of like an antenna up there. They say it gets hit at least six times a year. And here's an interesting fun fact about Christ the Redeemer. The structure wasn't built in Brazil. Nope. It was fabricated. It was made in France. Ooh, I think I'm going to use that for my next trivia night. Ooh, really good trivia question there. The next one takes us over to Peru. I know you say Peru, but we say it like a Peru, and that's Machu Picchu. One of the most famous lost cities in the world, also known as the lost city of the Incas. It was built in 1450 and abandoned a hundred years after that. So just think about that. This whole city, and it's built atop a mountain, and it's completely abandoned. It wasn't until 1983 that it was declared a UNESCO heritage site. And the structure is built completely out of dry stone walls. And according to legend, they didn't use any wheels to transport those heavy rocks up the mountain. So my question is, how did they do it? It's just like the pyramids. You, you gotta ask yourself, what? How is that possible even nowadays? And they say that hundreds of men worked together to push these heavy rocks up the steep mountainside. And the word steep is con mucha inclinación. And you know what? I just figured out why they call them marvels. Because as I said, they're called wonders, but another way to say it is marvels. Because you marvel at how it was made. You say, wow, how did they do that? I'm just saying, I think it's a really appropriate name. The next one, Chichen Itza. And I remember learning this one from a history teacher of mine. He went on a trip to Chichen Itza and he brought back some slides, diapositivas, and he blew us away. <laughs> and it was interesting because we were learning about, you know, the Incans and the Mayans and all of these ancient civilizations. And I didn't know this. Chichen Itza translates to at the mouth of the well of Itza, o sea, en la boca del pozo 
del Itza. It is believed to be the largest Mayan city ever built. And this was a major focal point. This was from 600 to 900 A.D. And this is another one I am dying to go to. Not just Chichen Itza, but I'm dying to go to Mexico because there are so many wonders to discover in Mexico. So much history down there. And finally, we get to the sixth one on our list and the only one I've been to. Hey, <laughs> something is better than nothing. <laughs> I'm talking about the Colosseum in Rome, which was built between 70 A.D. and 82 A.D. by Emperor, Emperor Titus, Titus Vespasian. I think most people would say that it is the most iconic ancient amphitheater in the world, and it could seat up to 50,000 spectators. And as you know, many of you, it was built for public spectacles like gladiator fights, we've all seen the movie, gladiator, animal hunts, executions, and they would even put on these big dramas, these big plays. I mean, it was the place to be if you were in Rome. But it wasn't for the faint of heart. No era apto para cardíacos. You know, you would see blood splattered all over the wall. It was just another day in the Colosseum. And I remember when I toured the Colosseum, we had a, a guard. And he goes, does anybody know uh, how many people were killed here in the Colosseum? And one woman said, 20,000? 10,000? The guy goes, oh, I don't know but uh, fewer than are killed by Roman drivers. <laughs> and we started cracking up. According to a figure I have here, during certain games, entre parentheses, games, air quotes, games, around 10,000 animals would be killed in a single day. That is insane. Oh, and another thing I learned when I did the tour is that there's one side of the Colosseum, if you notice, they take better care of it. It looks nicer. And there's a simple reason. Because, you know, I asked too, I said, why is it that side is kind of like falling apart, but this side is like, it looks great. It looks like it's been redone and everything. And he said, oh, that's because this is where the parade comes. This is the main drag, the main street. So they don't care about the backstage. They only care about image on the front. And I said, oh, my God. And you know what? I definitely tipped that tour guide. I wish I had written down his number because I would do another tour with him. As you can see, he added some humor to the tour as well. But Rome is, you know, you could go to the Colosseum or you can just roam around Rome. The whole place is a living museum. And the last one on this list, and we'll see if you guys agree with this list. As I said, I'd love to hear your opinion. The Taj Mahal. Now, this looks cool. I don't know anything about architecture, but it looks cool. And then when you hear the story that it is a tomb, a mausoleum that this guy made for his favorite wife. I love that. His favorite. Uh, well, hey, I, I, if this is what his favorite wife got, his least favorite pop probably got like a Lamborghini or something like that. No, but I'm just kidding. This guy... Uh, his name was Mughal Emperor Shah Jahan 
who lived from 1628 to 1658. Again, he built it for his favorite wife, Mumtaz Mahal, and he is also in this tomb himself. And the tomb is just the centerpiece of a bigger complex, a 42-acre complex. I think that's around 17 hectares. So a lot of times, you know, when you see the Taj Mahal, you think about that and you say, oh, wow, that's a really nice building. But it's like Versailles. The whole place is a work of art. It reminds me of Angkor Wat in Cambodia. Okay, the main temple, the one everybody loves to watch the sunrise from behind, is just one of the many, many temples. You could spend days just discovering this amazing treasure that has been rediscovered. That was another thing that was eaten up by nature. And that's not on any list, but I think it should be. It's absolutely beautiful. I'm talking about the city of Angkor Wat in Cambodia. But as I said before, if you enjoy it, it's a marvel. It's amazing. And you never know. Mother Nature could come and knock it down. Let's use uh, the example of the, the aqueduct in Segovia. Everybody knows it's there. We've all seen it. I hope you. I hope you've seen it. It is definitely a marvel. But imagine tomorrow it just fell down. Or let's say an earthquake hit the area. You would feel really bad about not going to see that. So, again, these things are almost fleeting. Even if they last for hundreds of years, they're fleeting. And I guess that makes them even more attractive. You know, it's like when a celebrity dies young. You know, it makes them more attractive. So just the fact that a lot of those original ancient marvels we can't go back and see, that's, that makes them more attractive to all of us. And some of them, as we said, we don't even know if they existed or not. The next wonders I'd like to take a look at is the seven modern wonders. According to the American Society, let's pronounce that word, Society of Civil Engineers, which this is fascinating for me because, okay, I love beautiful gardens and I love all that and statues, but if on top of it, it serves a purpose, well, that is really a marvel. We'll see if you guys agree with this list or Maybe you'd like to add your own. But a modern marvel list by civil engineers, I think they know what they're talking about. The first one is the Channel Tunnel. The Channel Tunnel, which connects England to France. The next one is the CN Tower, located in Toronto. And this is not just a beautiful structure, not just a place where you can get a bird's eye view of the city, but also a place where you can get radio and TV frequencies and signals. As we said with the Eiffel Tower, the Eiffel Tower is amazing, but what saved the Eiffel Tower was that it was used as an antenna. The next one is also an antenna as well as an iconic building, and I'm referring to the Empire State Building. Do I have to tell you where that's located? Okay, I didn't think so. The next one is the Golden Gate Bridge. We know it as a symbol of the city of San Francisco. The next one is the, and excuse my pronunciation here, Itaipu Dam, which is between Brazil and Paraguay. Well, think about it. A dam holds back a river. Well, that's a damn amazing feat. <laughs> dam, una presa, dam maldito. Okay, no se escriben igual. 
pero se pronuncian igual. Just remember that damn, the maldito, that N at the end is totally silent. The next one on our list holds back the Black Sea. That's right, I'm talking about the Delta, and excuse my pronunciation, Zudzirzi works. And these are these big storm gates that are up in the Netherlands, in Los Países Bajos. And they literally protect Amsterdam and, well, many of the cities there, Rotterdam, from being underwater. There's a documentary I saw a while back, and it was simply fascinating. If you want to learn about engineering, think of the Dutch. They are awesome. I mean, you can see documentaries on how they are taking back their land. Because if we left Mother Nature to do her thing, eh, they would all be underwater. So they've become experts in building dams and dikes and all kinds of things that'll, you know, help control and redirect water. And the last one on the list, speaking of redirecting water or ships that are in water, the Panama Canal. The Panama Canal, which shortened distances like never before. I guess any canal, any bridge, any tunnel is a modern marvel. Because I always thought about it when I was a kid, when we would go into New York City and we would go see a show, we would go underwater. And I had no idea we were underwater. And I, I remember one day I said to my mom, I go, we're in the tunnel. And she goes, yeah, yeah, and we're underwater. And I said, what? She goes, well, how do you think we're getting over to the island of Manhattan? We're not taking a bridge, we're going underwater. And I thought it was the most fascinating thing in the world that we could just go underwater without getting wet. And so bridges and tunnels, not just for engineering, but as I said, not just for their beauty, but they have a purpose, they have a function, and that gives it even more value, IMO, in my opinion, of course. But just to give you an idea, New York City wouldn't work if it didn't have its bridges and its tunnels. And now we're going to take a look at the seven natural wonders of the world. You know, I love nature, so I figured we'd look at some engineering, we'd look at some nature, we'd look at some ancient history today, a little bit of everything. And of course, some idiomatic expressions as we always do. The first one on our list of wonders of the natural world is Aurora. Now you guys pr pronounce it Aurora, but we say Aurora. I know because it's my mom's middle name. My mother's name is Linda Aurora. And no, I'm not talking about my mother, even though she is a wonder. But no, I'm talking about the Earth's high latitude regions, which are around the Arctic and the Antarctic. We've all seen these beautiful light shows. Well, I've never seen them in person. I would love to. I've seen them on my screensaver. Misalva pantallas. But these aurora borealis. Oh, man. Simply beautiful. It's like nature is putting on a choreographed light show. This next one I've been to. Hey, hey, not so bad. I've been to a couple of these things then. I don't feel as bad as I did before, because after the first episode, I was like, man, I need to travel more. I need to get out and see the world. Obviously, that's easier said 
than done. Más fácil dicho que hecho. You need time and you need money. But I've been to the Grand Canyon, which is located in Arizona, in the United States. The Grand Canyon, you call it el Cañón de Colorado. We don't, we call it the Grand Canyon. But the river that runs through it is the Colorado River. The third one on our natural wonders list is the Great Barrier Reef. And the word reef is arrecife. Here's a trick question. What is the largest living organism? And the question is, it depends if that organism is one thing or many different things. If it's one thing we're referring to, one organism, one complete organism, well, then we're talking about the blue whale. But if we're talking about one organism that's made up of a lot of different organisms, we are talking about the Great Barrier Reef. It is right off the coast of Queensland in Australia, a popular spot for divers. And Rio de Janeiro is on our list again. But this time it's not the statue, it's not Christ the Redeemer, it is the harbor, el puerto, the harbor of Rio de Janeiro. Next on our list, the highest point on the planet, I'm talking about Mount Everest, located on the border of Nepal and China. I remember I went through a phase where I watched Mount Everest documentaries. I read Ma Mount Everest articles and books. That that's how I get. I get one topic and I just get obsessed. And there was a point where I knew everybody who died. Oh, yeah, the bear. I forget it now because, well, only so much fits in my hard drive, in mi disco duro, <laughs> in my noggin, mi coco. The sixth one on our list is the Paricutin, Paricutin, yeah, the eye, there's an accent on the eye, Paricutin volcano, which, as you can see, I've never heard of, but this is located in Mexico, in Michoacán. I'm not even going to try and pronounce it. It's located in Mexico, which I think another thing is clear after this episode. Mexico. We gotta go to Mexico. So much to see there. Pyramids, ancient cities, ruins, and of course, awesome food. And the last one on our list. I mean, we couldn't have natural wonders without talking about waterfalls. I love waterfalls. Just the sound of the water, you know, the spray on your face. Remember, we have an episode on Niagara Falls, if you haven't checked it out. But no, I'm not referring to Niagara Falls. I'm referring to Victoria Falls, which is on the border of Zambia and Zimbabwe. Again, most of these places I've only visited through photographs. But that doesn't mean that my list can't continue to grow. But remember, even though our bucket lists grow and grow, we've got to make time to check things off that list and see some of the amazing places that are all over our planet. As I've said many times in these episodes, make your own list. Don't forget to wonder and wander. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of F.Y.I.